Hello there, Packer Nation, and welcome to another episode of Packers in Law. I am Jake the Packer Veteran, and if I sound very different, it's because I have a cold. Uh, I've had a very bad head cold this entire week, so I apologize if I don't sound like myself. Uh, I was um, talking to a brother of mine on voice chat. We were playing some video games, and he said that I sound like an entirely different person. So, again, I, I promise you, I am Jake. Uh, I've not been replaced by somebody else. I am who I say I am. Uh, but yeah, let's get into it, shall we? Um, Packers lose to the Chargers last week, 26-11. to uh, Man, what a dud of a game. Uh, it was just, it was kind of clear right from the beginning that this wasn't going to be the Packers' day. Uh, I kind of had an easy feeling coming into this game. I know I did predict the Packers to win last week. I believe I said 27-17. to but I didn't know that the Chargers were still talented and had some good players and, you know, got kind of a potentially season-changing break when the Bears missed a field goal to get them up to 3-5. and five. Um, And, yeah, the Chargers were just, I don't know how the, why the Packers came out so flat, but the Chargers were just a better team. Packers couldn't get anything going. Um, yeah, so let's just, I guess, break this down a little bit. Like I said, the Chargers' talent showed up in this game. Uh, Joey Bosa... You know, maybe one of the best pass rushers in the game had uh, one and a half sacks, as did Melvin Ingram, who's also very good. And that's really an elite pass rushing tandem, maybe the best in the league right now. Um, uh, Melvin Gordon, you know, coming off of his holdout, he had 20 carries for 80 yards, which is only four yards a carry, but he had two scores. Uh, played a pretty good game. Also, Austin Eckler had his normal great self, 12 carries for 70 yards. Uh, still proving that he's pretty good. And uh, Mike Williams had three catches, but for 111 yards. And that's really been the biggest problem with this Packers team is that they keep giving up these massive chunk plays. Uh, of 20, I think they lead the league in, in plays of 20-plus yards or more allowed, uh, which is not a stat you usually want to be leading, uh, if, I, if I may say so. But, um, yeah, really the Chargers, like I said, their talent, their record was confusing coming in. They were 3-5. and five, they got all these good players. They're still missing some people who are, you know, are good. But in the end, they they just decided to play better on on this day, even in a game where I, I feel bad for all the Packer fans who came out to this game. I mean, the stadium was packed. Uh, some people said it was as high as eighty to twenty percent in terms of Packer fans to Charger fans, and this game was in Los Angeles. Um, which I know they've had that problem ever since they moved out from San Diego, and they even had that problem to an extent in San Diego, uh, depending on the opponent. But yeah, a lot of Packer fans went out to the West Coast to watch an absolute dud um, from the Packers. And uh, speaking of duds, yeah, 50 yards in the first half, that's the second lowest total of Aaron Rodgers' career. Uh, just only Rodgers only had 161 yards passing, uh, finished with a quarterback rating of 16, which is pretty rough. Uh, Aaron Jones only had 30 yards on the ground, and after these last two games when he had great receiving stats, one catch for minus one yards. Uh, I think that's probably, uh, looking at the box score, that was what shocked me the most, was just, just how bad that in particular was um, uh, for him. And uh, most of the discussion about this game, aside from the fact that, of how bad it was and how the rest of the NFC North lost this week and it was a chance for the Packers to move up a game on everybody and they couldn't do it. Uh, most of the discussion has been on what kind of effect this game will have on the season going forward. Will this game be a wake-up call and will they right the ship? 
or will it start a slide? And I've seen a lot of comparisons to the 2015 season. You know, Packers started out 6-0, and looked great. You know, coming off a bye, playing the eventual Super Bowl champion, Denver Broncos, uh, laid an egg in that game. You know, that game was the start of a three-game losing streak, and that season, you know, they still almost got to the NFC Championship game, but that season kind of took on a totally different feel from that point. Um, or, you know, will it be a game like uh, the 1996 Packers, who won the Super Bowl, you know, lost to the Chiefs, a Chiefs team that they were, you know, better than. Chiefs didn't make the playoffs that season. And, you know, ended up losing the next game to the Cowboys as well. But then ended up turning their season around the next week and didn't lose again and ended up winning the Super Bowl. Um, obviously, here in the present moment, it's tough to say what this game will be. But uh, let's all just hope it's not a slide and doesn't end up like the 2015 season because that would not be great. Uh, the other comparison I heard was that this could be like uh, the run the table year when the Packers got kind of blown up by Washington, you know, were four and six, and then Rodgers made this famous comment, and the Packers went all the way to the NFC Championship game somehow. Um, so obviously we're hoping for that to be the case, but it remains to be seen, and uh, really the first test that they have to see how this game will affect them is coming up this week at home against the Panthers. And of course, you know, when we when the Packers lose, we don't do an unsung hero. We try to find a silver lining here. So this week's silver lining, I actually have two of them. Uh, Devontae Adams did make his return, had seven catches for 41 yards, said he felt pretty good after the game, and he's going to play uh, this week as well. And Mason Crosby can still do it. Uh, I know it's warmer weather down there in San Diego, or excuse me, Los Angeles, and uh, that helps, but he still hit a 54-yarder, and I, that was his first attempt at 50-plus for the season. I feel like some people maybe weren't sure if he still had that kind of thing in him, but clearly he does, so that was good to see as well. Yeah, so the Packers lose that game, uh, drop to 7-2, and two, and we'll play the Panthers at home this week, as I just said, but of course, before we talk about that, let's quickly go around the rest of the NFC North. I kind of already spoiled it by saying they all lost, but let's break down the details here. So the Vikings lost to the Chiefs 26-23, they now drop to 6-3, and three, and we'll play at Dallas uh, this Sunday night. Uh, the Bears lost to the Eagles 22-14, to so they're now 3-5, and and they will play the Lions at home this week. And then the Lions lost to the Raiders 31-24, they're now 3-4-1, and and they will play, as I just said, at Chicago. So again, a rough week for the NFC North. Uh, everybody lost, three of the four teams lost to the AFC West, and uh, yeah, everybody's going to be looking for a rebound uh, this week. So the Packers are playing the Panthers at home, and... The Panthers, probably the biggest news story that came out this week is that they're moving on with uh, backup quarterback Kyle Allen. Uh, They put Cam Newton on injured reserve. He played the first two games. Carolina started out 0-2. He has a Lysenfrak injury, which I'm told is very painful. I've not had the uh, unique experience of that injury for myself, but that is what I've read. Um, So, yeah, like I said, they started out 0-2 put in Kyle Allen, suddenly the, they go f- on a four-game win streak. And uh, the Panthers looking pretty good. they got a pretty good defense, and they have a great player in uh, Christian McCaffrey. Uh, he's playing incredible. Um, this I think he's on pace to get close to breaking um, Chris Johnson, the f- old Tennessee running back, uh, breaking his record for most yards from scrimmage that he set, I think, 10 years ago. Uh, But he's been playing great, receiving, running, he can do it all. And his specialty is kind of those chunk plays that the Packers defense, unfortunately at this point, has kind of become known for giving up this season. Um, 
So really, you know, I try to give you guys a key matchup to watch. The matchup is you got to stop Christian McCaffrey. I mean, whatever you can do, uh, you know, you have to shadow him with a cornerback and have a safety over the top or a linebacker lurking or I don't know what um, Mike Pettin's going to do to uh, try to contain him, but, you know, send the house at him. I mean, the, the Panthers do have some other decent receivers and uh, other offensive weapons, but I, I, I would say, you know, Christian McCaffrey's up here on the mountaintop and the rest of those guys are down there in the valley to some extent. Uh, he's just miles ahead of any other offensive player they have right now, so you just got to stop him. I mean, that's that's going to be the key to win. If they stop him, I like their chances. If they can't and they keep going up chunk plays, it could be a long afternoon for the faithful at Lambeau. Um, the other thing I will mention is is that, you know, Kyle Allen is still pretty green at quarterback. He hasn't had to do a whole lot. It's mostly just been handoff to McCaffrey or pass to McCaffrey. Um, I do think he has some good, uh, I think he's a good player, got some good talent, but Again, he's very green, so I'll be interested to see what Mike Pettin does. You know, they can stop McCaffrey and get the Panthers in third and long situations. Uh, see what kind of looks they try to give him to confuse him. You know, maybe bring in some corner blitzes to throw him off. Uh, just don't let him get into a rhythm. Don't let him get comfortable. I know it feels like we talk about this every week, but it stands to reason that if your quarterback can't make comfortable throws, your chances of winning are not great in this league. So uh, I'll be interested to see what Pettin comes up with. Uh, to try to throw Allen off his game. Uh, as for my prediction this week, uh, I'm going to take the Packers 24-20. to 20. Uh, I know, especially after coming off of that Chargers game, it doesn't seem prudent to pick the Packers to win any game right now, but I think this is going to be a wake-up call. You know, It's the first real test for Matt LaFleur to show his coaching chops. I think a lot of the players are mad at themselves for how that game went, and they want to you know, show the actual home crowd as to the fake home crowd in Los Angeles. They want to show the real home crowd in Lambeau that they're not you know, going to take this line down, that they're going to get back to their normally winning ways. I feel like Aaron Jones is going to have a big game. He's got a chip on his shoulder after the bad game he had. Um, and of course, we all know Aaron Rodgers is the king of chips on your shoulder and uh, finding ways to motivate. So uh, I'll take the Packers 24-20. I think it's still going to be a close game, but I think that in the end, uh, they will prevail. Uh, that's good this week. I know it's a little bit of a shorter episode. Uh, but as you can clearly tell, I am not 100%. So uh, I thought about not even doing an episode, but haven't missed one yet this year. Seems silly to do it now. So uh, that's the that's the dedication that I had to give you fans the content you deserve. Um, but yeah, so as always, you can find all past, present, and future episodes of Packers in Law at PackToTheFuture.com. It's Packer fan site. There's other podcasts, articles, videos. All kinds of fun stuff. Go check us out there. Uh, follow us on Twitter and Facebook at PackersInLaw. Email us at PackersInLaw at gmail.com. Uh, ask us questions. You know, make fun of us. I keep saying us. You can still ask Andy questions. I mean, he's still around, so no worries there. Uh, and, yeah, game time this afternoon is uh, 3.25, so it looks like it's going to be the game of the week. Uh, and I will talk to you guys in the next one.